Hey everyone, it's me, Tom. Are you there, Danielle? Oh yeah, I'm here. Sorry. All right, that checks all the boxes. Today's show, not the best title, but I'll tell you what, quite the good show. Thanks uh, for being here. So the show today, as you've read in the title, The Promised Neverland. Danielle had this on the list for a minute. Been wanting to watch it for a while. We finally (laughs) carved some time out for it. Two days, to be precise. I think we watched this just because we're doing anything in our power to not watch Kaguya-sama season two to annoy (laughs) Michael. Not a bad, not a bad technique. And Fire Force season two and everything else that we need to watch. Well, we're letting that one. You know what? I'm noticing I really don't like being caught up on a TV show. I'd rather just be able to binge it. There's some that I like to be caught up, but like even we're at the end of Altization part two or whatever. And yeah, I think we're just going to skip and wait. Yeah, I don't like the week to week as we've seen with Rent a Girlfriend. Yeah. And I definitely enjoy binging a show more. I can get through <sighs> a lot. I do like being up to date. Anyways, off the rails. It's been two minutes. We're good at that. But any who, yeah, I was never fully stoked just due to the fact that I kept saying it in my head. Whenever I see Neverland, I think of, what's that one movie? Finding Neverland with, yeah. uh, is that Johnny Depp? I think so. I've only I seen that know. movie once and it's been a while. It's <laughs> don't make me do that every time. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I didn't know anything about the show. Tell you what, very glad we binged it. It's only 12 episodes. It's from uh, winter 2019, so still somewhat relevant. This one, gotta say, big into it just for the fact that it's a thriller. You know, the first first uh, couple episodes, it'll get you hooked, I think. Well, the first episode. Well, the first episode. Well, you know what I mean? It, like, it keeps it going, keeps it going, keeps it going. There's some plot points that I was like, well, what are we even doing here? But yeah, other than that stellar show, I, I, I enjoy. And just like every other time, um, we're going to do an episode. I don't know if I really want to spoil it, but I really want to do an episode where we just talk about if we like not crappy anime, but just any anime we watch, we like, because I feel like I read the comments and people don't, they, maybe we're just not, we're not picky. And there's a lot of people who leave comments that are really picky. No, I think you're letting the internet be the internet. Yeah, of course, there's an anime fan out there who wants to go against the grain and say, uh, everyone seems to like this show, but I don't because, well, let me write. 15 paragraphs bro go write your own story then if you got that time you know what i'm saying (laughs) no and yeah people were saying in my anime list one of the top comments on this was just how it's not that good of a show but then it's ranked pretty darn high up there as far as shows go i don't trust the internet i'm just gonna watch and if it's good it's good i told you there's things i that could nitpick about the show it's still a good show so true yeah you did say that the other day on the couch yeah okay if we like it whatever right that's true. We don't we don't do this to please anyone else but ourselves. Exactly. And our listeners. Hey guys. And if you don't like what we're saying, hit the road. No, I'm just kidding. Stay. No, we hit love the you. Instagram and yell at us. And then we'll be like, oh, we'll go hive mind. Sure. We now don't like this show. No. <laughs> Promise Neverland. So 
basic premise is we've got an orphanage here and uh surrounded by forest this is gonna have spoilers yes so So if you haven't watched it please don't listen yet or just wait a while we need do we need to start yet listen people if you are listening out there and you're listening to this episode dm us should we have spoilers on these episodes because it's really hard to talk about a show with not having spoilers no we're not even leaving that up to them i trust them with my life but no way you have to talk spoilers it's the way to talk about the show yeah true we can just give you guys we'll give you the base premise and then we're going to go into what happens on episode one yeah we'll give you a basic yeah feel and then yeah whatever and then we'll go into more spoily spoily i'm just this is just I just need to talk about the show because it's freaking good. That's the first thing I did when I went to work today. Actually, I told my boss who wants nothing to do with anime. He's a loser. And I hope he's listening so he can hear me say he's a loser. Don't worry. He's He's not. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got an orphanage, the Grace Field House. And we've got a bunch of these young kids. So cute from uh, from moment one. My one thing was the art style kind of got me initially. Uh, Not in a good way. our, Our main character. When she's just neutral, smiling, like just the, you know, line of a smile. Her chin looks massive. She, she looked like she was giving Jay Leno a run for his money. <laughs> but so charming, cute kids. The voice actors all did great. And you got just, it's clearly just setting up the scene of you've got this orphanage. There's this one mother figure who in this case, it's Isabella. Mm-hmm. And they're just going through the motions you got the older kids helping the young kids get out of bed let's get breakfast going it seems to be a pretty solid utopia for as far as an orphanage would go oh yeah everyone's happy they get a a lot of they do show some parts where they're doing their school lessons they have to do these tests every day but for the most part you see them outside they're running around playing they love playing tag absolutely who doesn't and they just have a happy life and that's what you see in 90 percent of episode one Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> until they hit you with that end bit. So that's kind of the premise. It's well, except for stuff starts going awry, and the kids might need to escape this building. Escape, escape. Now, if that's not a good enough sell, I guess you could literally just watch one episode, and you'll either it it puts the vibe out there pretty quick. So you'd either like it or you wouldn't. Now, if there is a plan to eventually watch, look up a trailer, pause this. If it seems like you're interested, go watch it, then come on back. Because now we're, it's episode one. We're getting right into the spoilers. So what we end up finding out here is uh, mom is not, uh, she not, she's not nice. She's not nice. So we get a cute little character, Connie. Connie with her little bunny. Yeah. So she's got, you'll see her the whole first episode. She's got this little bunny stuffed animal, a girl after my own heart. Mm-hmm. And she, it's her adoption day. Someone has adopted her, quote unquote. (laughs) (laughs) If that doesn't lay it out, hmm, they might not be getting adopted. So the kids, the older kids, the three oldest ones, Emma, uh, oh my gosh, Norman and Ray. And Norman, yeah. Fun fact about Ray. Gotta tell him. Fun fact about Ray, Tom caught on real quick the voice of Killua yeah I got some keen ears for these voice actors and I was like oh there's Killua yeah and it's amazing when you watch him and the way his mannerisms are and his attitude it is so it's parallel 
to Kilowatt, and it's really awesome. To, oh my gosh, and the way she just delivers Bach. Oh, yeah. Kilowatt, come on now. And like the turning episode that you get um, like at like six or whatever episode that was. Yeah. But anyway, going back. Yeah, so the older kids are starting to, they clean up from dinner. They got their chores. They're the oldest ones because mom's always putting the kids to bed, Isabel. That's right. And, uh, well, no, Isabel walked Connie. There's a gate. Isabella, by the way. Oh, Isabella, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. She's walking Connie to the gate and the kids know that they're not allowed to pass this gate or go anywhere near it. Yeah, you actually see when they're playing tag, there's clear lines in the yard. Don't go out there. It's dangerous. Yeah. So oh, boy, howdy, is it the opposite that's true? And uh, so the kids see that Connie left her bunny on the kitchen table. So Norman and Emma, you know, together are going to run to the gate to try and catch Mama and Connie. Yeah, Ray is kind of the one who ended up, they were like, oh no, her bunny, eh, can't really get to her. And little Ray here, he's like, now you got time. Go on. Go yeah. on get. And they end up seeing the gates open, but no one's there. And they go inside. The vibe instantly changes too. Granted, it's nighttime, but it's nighttime. They get to this gate and it just looks dank. different. Yeah, the coloring. It's just really dark Did and you seedy. Say dank? Yeah. Nice. Not in the good way. Like <laughs> dank, like, you know, when you're reading a good book and you're actually getting good lit- literature words. Literature. Yeah. <laughs> And they look in the back or Emma, she's poking around. There's like a covered wagon truck and you don't see her, but you Norman hears her. I think she gasps or something. And she's like got these big eyes and. And you as the viewer know exactly what's in that truck. You know exactly what's in the back of that truck. It's little Connie. Little Connie. She's dead. And it's a pretty brutal looking dead. This, by the way, the show's rated R. Yeah. We got children. Um, it's dad. Connie. Yeah, she's in the back. She's got this like flower. They they do it where there's a flower growing out of them. Or yeah, whatever, but not good. And, and then they, and then the mo- the monsters come out. Yeah, they're like they call them like demons. We don't yeah. know really what they are. They're just a different. They're like alien. They look like they kind of monsters. Yeah, their heads and their arms look kind of like skeletal like. Yeah, but they're like buff. They, they don't skip leg day. They're, they're just thick in general. They're, <laughs> they don't skip any day. <laughs> they're out there constantly. So they hear someone coming. They've clearly seen something's awry. They hide under the old uh, the truck, truck there. That's when you first see. And then it's that nice suspense of, oh, my gosh, they're about to look under the truck. Oh, and then they're gone. Whatever. Which don't know how they escape. But here's the thing. They dropped the bunny. Yeah. That they were bringing down there. So now mama knows. Someone Some was kids there. were down here, so now it's going to start playing into some mind games. And that's, that's what I liked about the show is, yeah, some of it's predictable, but then some of it seems so predictable, and then it's not. Yeah, especially the last two or three episodes when they give you that turn. Yeah, I mean, even just little things like you don't pick up on, but then Ray, he was the one who kind of sent them down there, which you end up finding out, well, he uh, he might have a little bit more knowledge about some stuff, but. That said, I mean, the the show had a good way of really just at, at least captivating me. I was just I think episode one, we turned to each other. and I was like, well, we were sitting here for the next four episodes and then we binged the last. Yeah, it was a two night type of deal. We watched a bunch at once, swapped over and then finished it like that. There is going to be a season two, supposedly. 
Oh, yeah. But, you know, the great thing is if they stopped it where they did, I I think I'd want more, but I'd be okay with it. I'd be fine with the ending. But of course, yes. No, we're fresh off the press here. Of course, I want more. This first season here, it's the first four volumes of the manga. Now, I we, we just really need to start getting into that so that we know what's going on. But then there's something genuine about waiting for a show and being just as excited, right? Like people already know what's going people, on in Demon Slayer. You think that people who read read manga and then watch the anime aren't equally excited as those I who don't? I think they might, of course, have that, you know, stoked ability of they know what's coming and they're ready for it. Mm. But for us, you know, who are generally mostly just in the, the anime train, I'm just excited with the mystery. What the heck's going to happen on this train, on that movie? That's well, soon. Yeah. It's in a month. I have been starting to read. I don't want to not talk about Promise Neverland, but speaking of manga, I did try and start uh, Say I Love You. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Because I love it so much, I want to read it. And I heard it's a little naughty, so. Well, I mean. I'm always looking for more naughty than what the anime is going to give me. Yeah, you can't even necessarily even get a kiss out of the anime a lot of times. I know, they leave me blue balling all the time. That's right. I just need the, even a little smooch. Just, oh, which, oh, the part in Promise Neverland, it got me. What? Are we going to go through all the episodes or just our favorite parts? No, I mean, just vibe. Go ahead, talk about it. We've set the show up, now we can kind of just. Yeah, so you got the three oldest ones. So you find out that the reason why these kids are quote unquote adopted, they're being slaughtered for their brains. Yeah, they, it's a farm. It's a farm. And the the children with the highest scores, which the three oldest ones, Norman, Ray, and Emma, are like top. Mm-hmm. They got the, they're like record best. Isabella, she's got the primo farm she's she's killing it she's at grass fed grade a wagyu (laughs) good stuff and And she's actually known you end up seeing one of like the even more higher ups and they really just lay down the law of like her orphanage is like the bee's knees you find out there's actually a bunch around and yeah and she's actually cultivating these three we didn't get too much of the lore of the establishment, I would say, mm-hmm. but there is someone called him, capital H, and he is going to be consuming these three children. They're yeah. like the best thing ever, and they're waiting until their perfect time. When you get to age 12, you're like maxed out. So they're 11 right now. Yeah, the the eating time is between 6 and 12. So if you don't have a good score, you're generally just going to go a little bit earlier. They're going to send you off and you're going to get eaten. And yeah, as you had mentioned, it's it's about the brains, man. Yeah, they figured that out because um, once the kids know what happened on the truck, now they're starting to look into, they're researching all of the kids who've gone you know, within the past couple months, what are their test scores? Okay, they're low and they're this age, so we're okay. But and they're trying to formulate this escape plan. Norman shows that he deserves to be, uh, well, not that he deserves, but he is one of the high scorekeepers. That guy has plans on plans on plans. He's playing chess. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, the kids end up using things. Actually, go ahead and finish your point and then. Oh, I'm, I was just running down the story to get to the part that ripped my heart out and then 
wanted to make me cry the whole rest of the episode. Yeah. Was it about when when one of the three is yeah. uh yeah, yeah. Well that's way that's near the end. I know. That's why I, I, I wanted th- to. I think the main points and where I'll have some gripes actually is so you end up finding they tell Ray. So it's Emma and Norman are the ones who saw the whole thing. They go tell Ray, otherwise known as Kilowai. That's all I think of. <laughs> and loop him in. He believes it or whatever. And then they start planning and what do they got to do and all this stuff. Clearly can't trust my, and they play it cool. Like in front of their mom, not, you can tell the mom's onto it, which adds to the suspense, adds to the suspense, but they end up letting two more people in, uh, into the whole deal. We had Don and we had Gilda. Mm-hmm. So there's five of them that know now. And they're just going through plans on, you know, we find out they have trackers in their ears and that's how they can be found and like it's this mind game because Isabella is she she shows the kids blatantly at outside that she has this tracker now yeah which I didn't even think anything about it so they're all being called they have these like bells so all the kids are supposed to come in because it's getting dark and one of the kids is crying because another little kid is missing Mm -hmm. so isabella pulls out what looks like kind of a large compass you don't see ball radar yeah you don't see the front of it you just see her open it kind of looks like yeah a dragon ball hunter thing or like a big pocket watch yeah and she goes walking off and she has the kid in her arms coming back all's fine and then later on yeah norman and Emma and Ray are talking to each other. And he said that she purposefully pulled that out. They had never seen that before. Yeah. She had purposefully pulled that out in front of them to show whoever the people are that saw the monsters that you can't get away because I know we'll know where you are if you run away. Yeah. And that was terrifying. <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is where we try and keep this swearing to a minimum on the old podcast here. But I will say Isabella is a bad bitch. There, she is cold. Yeah. She's very uh, deliberate in what she's showing the kids and all that stuff. It's, it's fun to watch. My gripes with the show is there are some portions of like, they shouldn't have wasted some scenes took up like a third of an episode where it's like, that didn't go anywhere and it doesn't make any sense. The main one being, and that's why I brought up Gilda and Don, they believe the three and their story, but they don't fully believe it. And then Emma was counting footsteps at one point, remember? And then she's like, there's a hidden room. Well, Gilda and Don basically do the old pickpocket, get the key from mom, which how the hell did he do that? Yeah, right. Where did he learn that? These are all good kids. He shouldn't be learning how to pickpocket. That is so true. I didn't even think of that. Don's just a scumbag. That's why. So they end up kind of sneaking into this hidden room where she actually communicates with they call her grandma. She's like the, the head of the mom. Yeah, and she's got to do daily check-ins, say how everything's going, yada, mm-hmm. yada. So Don and Gilda end up going there and they're in that room and it's very suspenseful. And it's this whole, like, I think it ends up being one of the cliffhangers or whatever. But aside from that whole scene, just basically they find the bunny downstairs and all the toys from the kids that quote unquote went to different homes. that whole thing was just basically them getting more and more convinced. I don't care. They didn't do anything in that room down there. It was kind of just a cheap suspense thing. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Is is 
oh, is Isabella going to turn the corner and oh, that one kid comes in or whatever. Yeah, it was good for the suspense factor of it, but didn't really do anything. That's that's true. Yeah, they didn't they didn't steal anything that would help them. They didn't get any new information. They already knew that Mama had a a timely, a daily scheduled communication with someone and they figured it was in there. They really didn't need to physically see it. Yeah. I mean, that was the only logistical thing. And I think Ray even backed it up, which by the way, and I'm not even, we're done saying spoiler alert at this point. Ray is an insider for mama. They find out that someone in their group or someone in the kids, not even someone who knows the secret, but they know that someone is watching them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Norman comes in and is just playing double decker chess. Double decker chess? Yeah, he is on a whole nother level. He sets up, so they're making ropes because they go to the where the wall starts. They're making ropes so they can tie them into the trees and try and scale the. There's a big wall surrounding wall, this yeah. place, by the way. Yeah. Yes. And he hides one set of ropes under his bed another set of ropes in like a ceiling and then a third set that we don't know about. And he tells Ray, Norman tells Ray, I'm going to tell Don that a set of my ropes are under the bed. And I'm going to tell Gilda that another set of ropes are, I think he maybe said the library. I think he told Gilda it was under the bed. No, No, it was, it was Don. All right. Well, Listen, I am. I'm with you. Go ahead. You got it. And so he said, and then I have a third spot for if if X happens, I have a third spot and then I'll know who's the real snitch. Yeah. And so they set up this really great scene where Emma's in bed. They have these shared rooms. They have a couple shared rooms where the kids sleep and Emma's in bed and, and Gilda and Gilda ends up getting up out of bed in the middle of the night and leaves and another sister like an underling to mama arrives at the orphanage and she's extra help yeah so we see gilda sneak off to her room and she was already kind of grooming gilda to try and tell her information about who the children are that know about what's happening yeah sister crone who this lady is she actually is while she's there to help mama she also wants to take over and become the mom of this uh, orphanage as well so then you got that dynamic it's all just basically power play after power play in this show which is fun to watch it was nice watching it all unravel but i'm sorry go ahead yeah so we see gilda she ends up not turning emma in because she's happy that emma and her are now friends because emma was so distraught after seeing what happened she kind of wasn't her happy self anymore. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of covers that up. So Emma knows she's not the snitch. And then we see in that same scene under mama's door, a slip of paper gets pushed underneath. So we assume it's Don. Yeah. And then the next day, the ropes are gone underneath Norman's bed. But Ray comes in and that's when it's checkmate and Norman exclaims to him oh the ropes are gone and ray says oh so don is the snitch and he said no you're the snitch. you're the snitch because he was the only one that he he actually didn't even tell gilda and 
on where these ropes are. They were in two completely different places. Yeah. You only told Ray that bada bing, bada boom. And you get this crazy angle and this look of his face changing. It's when you see Killua with like those dead eyes and it's that like where he I think he tells that rabbit if you've watched Hunter Hunter and he's going to kill that rabbit guy and he says, if you come anywhere near gone, I'll rip your head off. That is one of the I love that part. Oh, yeah. I just got like the goosebumps. But <laughs> that switch in I'm fine with you to menacing happens in this scene after the card, the chairs pulled out from yeah. underneath Ray. And it's so good. Good scene. Good scene. But with the cool thing is then they flip that on. It's, they they don't really stick around and make it like, oh, my gosh, can you believe this? No, they like are constantly boom, 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 boom. In this case, you find out, yeah, Ray is in fact. And we suspected we just never knew. Yeah. But he's in fact this the the informant, but he's also not he's basically doing that for the benefit of his friends he's keeping her closer the old oh enemies closer kind of deal Mm -hmm. and uh so ray ends up telling norman that he's actually known since the beginning about what this orphanage is and what the goals are so he's known after kid after kid leaves what their doom actually is yeah ray is the most um uh mature of them all i feel like he had to grow up so quick yeah and we actually find out he i don't remember what they called it like infantile something where he can remember things from when he was in utero yeah he remembers being a fetus inside of (laughs) his mother who we will discuss later oh my god so he has these details he remembers when he left a place and went through a tunnel and showed up here so but he doesn't really remember everything. But So he's known. And I think he probably did go to the gate. I think that's how he confirmed. Yeah. Because there's no other way he would have. Unless he didn't. I don't. Oh, and something I wanted to nitpick about the show. Go ahead. They try to be secret, secret, except especially when Sister Crone arrives, because now there's two people that are watching them. Yeah. You are talking in the open. You are folding laundry and you don't know who might be around the corner. Don't talk so loud. That and then like at recess, they go into the forest to talk. It's like, no, no, no. If you want to seem inconspicuous, just talk at the other side of the field where they still can't hear you. Yeah, like throw a ball around and talk, but don't walk underneath the trees. That is so suspicious. I mean, at the end of the day, they were a little bit more successful than I probably would have been if I was at this uh, orphanage. But yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely some little things. Another... Going back to plot points of like, what was the point of that? The books with the Morse code. Why? <gasps> it never went anywhere. That's a maybe we'll find out in season two. Oh, actually, that'd be nice. But I wonder if they have all the books in their backpacks. Yeah, then I sound like a real dumb dumb if that's the case. But Emma basically is at the library inside of this orphanage with all these books and there's this owl stamp and then they find out, oh, well, the thing around it is actually. Now there's a ring and what they thought the ring was, was just like a misprint in the stamp, but it's actually Morse code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it ends up being Morse code. And each um, circle is a word. Yeah. The words themselves do go with the situation they're just a little cryptic and all that and i was like "Ooh, what is this gonna lead to is this gonna help them with something something 
And as far as season one goes, not really. Yeah, maybe who, season two. Yeah. I, I'm, I forget there is going to be one. So maybe that'll set that up for that. And hopefully it comes out. Um, oh, I just read it recently. I think it's this year it's supposed to come out. Yeah. Or maybe it's early. Oh, no, I think it's January 2021 I read. Gotcha. Not too shabby. Also, not to do with this show, but we did our first ever uh, convention. <laughs> as far as it goes, we... we the, uh, the, as we're recording this, it's actually day one of the Crunchyroll virtual uh, convention. Eh. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. The panels, few and far between. I did watch the Rent a Girlfriend. It was pre-recorded. Oh, I missed panel. it. It was so cute. There's the girls are so sweet. Some things that are great, but like most of it, I read it. And I'm like, meh. And then you look at because like the conventions for me, it's like, oh, I want to see some art prints, some cool stuff. Is there some exclusives? And you go on there, it's just like links to this artist's store it's like okay well i've heard of this artist i can go to that store any time of the year what's the point of this yeah not like special people i I give them credit as far as trying to do a virtual one in the state of the world but i would just take a year break and make it really good next time and make it killer i'm just glad that it wasn't too good of an experience because then why do a real convention this way True. we're still secured in eh, there should still probably be a convention well there's got to be a convention because where are people going to dress up in their cosplay I, apparently at home now i don't know i'm not so boring yeah so boring indeed um cool little things though i'm trying to think so you got there was also a little inuyasha panel and all stuff like that one piece i'm not like dumping on it but yeah no it was interesting i, I I'm not going to consider it my first ever, uh, you know, anime-based convention because I don't really count this, but it does definitely have me excited once everything opens back up to actually go to one. I think that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. All that good stuff. I missed the Rent-A-Girlfriend one. So upset. Well, maybe we'll be able to find it on YouTube or something later. Maybe. Because they're supposedly supposed to have some recordings afterwards. You can catch it, but I couldn't find that one. Found the other ones, but <laughs> anyways. Um... But yeah, where was I? Where was I? Morse code. Oh yeah, that was useless. But from there, there's just some more stellar stuff. Watching the planning was great. I don't want to go step by step. You know, this isn't the Akira watch with us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, another devastating scene is Norman finally gets up onto the wall. So, yes. well, actually right before that, there's this whole plan about how they're all going to get onto this wall and go out into the forest and just get rid of their trackers and their ears and all stuff like that. Because Nor or Ray has actually been using this deal that he cut with uh, Isabella mom to get gifts every once in a while. And he was actually building this thing that shocks and destroys the transmitter in the ear. Yeah. So the past six years, he's been working as a spy um, for mama to watch the other children and report weird information he's he's known about this device in the ear for six plus years because each gift he would get because he can't ask for well, he knew it dangerous from the get-go, i would think if he has this baby thing oh. where he remembers oh he probably remembers them putting it in his ear probably i can't remember if they say that or not that's the problem with binging but <laughs> i hate remembering things from three years ago i would hate this little syndrome he's got where he remembers all that well he said he doesn't remember everything just some things because remember but... he said some things are blurry when he was talking about like when he was a baby but there's certain things that stand out most i, I have that condition with embarrassing moments yeah i think everyone's got Everyone that does. man just land. i wish i could 
I wish I could forget those. <laughs> yeah, I got some brutal ones. I was a bored kid, I think. Mm-hmm. But anywho, um, what was I saying? I oh, so Ray, he can only ask when he's getting these rewards for things that aren't dangerous. So he had to find, um, and we don't know what these other things were, but one of the last gifts he got from Mama is a disposable a Polaroid, a camera. Polaroid camera. And that was the last piece he needed to take it apart and make like a little shocker to nullify the probes in the ear. Crazy. So, he's a, yeah, so they're all planning to do that. Something goes awry. And it, it basically at some point, it, uh, Norman's up on the chopping block. It's time for him to, the plan just does not go. They get caught and Emma gets her leg wham, bam, split in two. Yikes a moon do. That was a hard break right there. Mama, she's cold. I'm hey, telling you. It was a clean break. It was a clean break. She because, gave us a people's elbow. Yeah. So we actually see from Sister Crone's backstory that when you're going to train to be a sister or a mom, they're doing like Taekwondo, martial arts. They know what they're doing. And, and so when Isabella is going to the children and Emma's trying to hug mom to keep her away from Norman. So at least Norman can climb the wall and escape or just get away. Emma grabs mama and mama breaks her leg. Crunch. And it has to be a clean break, she says, because the kids can't be offered up as this meat sacrifice if they're damaged goods. Yeah. The sound of that leg crunching. It was like they found that one guy at the movie theater that you, you know, you go to the movie and you're watching your favorite movie and that one guy is just blasting the popcorn. I don't know how people (laughs) eat popcorn that loud in a theater. I can't even try to replicate it. (laughs) Humans are insane. It's insane. (laughs) Anyways. But yeah, that leg break was an insane scene. Uh, but it ends up boiling down to Norman is up on the chopping block. He is, he's 12 now. It's time for him to be sent off. He acts he's like he's not even, accept- they're not, they're all 11 at the same time. He's not 12 yet. Oh, well, they were just ready. They just move up his ship date because Ray and Norman had figured, figured out the schedule of when the shipments would go, oh, when yeah, the next right. kid would that's go right. and mama pulled the rug out from underneath them and moved up the ship date so she could foil their escape plan because Emma wants to escape with every single one of the children Which and that's what was delaying unrealistic them. until it happens at the end well they leave the little four oh, four yeah, year and unders behind Phil that one kid cutie <laughs> head he's Phil's the legend he's gonna end up being the second wave of mm-hmm. escapees but uh, anyways, going back to the Norman deal when he was uh, on his way out, he ends up, they're like, listen, you need to escape, hide, and then pretend that you got out, but hide in the forest, and then we'll all leave later. This whole plan ends up getting put together, and uh, Norman gets to that wall, and that was actually one of the more things that, of course, it was going to be that way, but I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the wall has a gigantic cliff. Yeah, because so we can't see get out. Yeah, we see Norman. He runs away, scales the wall, as you just said, and he's standing there, and you can't really read the expression on his face. And all the kids are being called to come back inside, and we see Norman's not there. So we're like, yes. She track. She checks her tracker. Too. Yeah, she checks, pulls the tracker out. We assume he's gone, and Emma and Ray are looking at Mama, assuming 
he, you know, disabled the tracker and he's safe, but mama smiles. Which is so predictable. I called that 30 seconds before I go, well, here comes the smile. He's not gone. Blah, blah, blah. I don't mind predictability. This show did good with a lot of yeah using that to its advantage and whatever. But so um, yeah, Norman no. does. Yeah, I think it's the it's like the day before he he's leaving the next day. Yeah, and he's out. But he's making sure to be that guy like, listen, you guys still need to get out of here. Please do it right when he's gone and he ends up um, a little bit of the food. Ray and Emma are like comatose but we're gonna skip over my the the part that made me sad talk oh, about yeah. skipping forward listen i'm trying i'm taking notes from you what do you want from me so there's a part a couple episodes before norman and ray are having a heart to heart after no it's the episode where norman finds out ray's the snitch ray says i'll be your spy and i'll still be spy for mom mm-hmm. if you make a deal with me And it's that, Emma, you lie to Emma and say we can bring all the children, but it's only going to be us five. Mm -hmm. And Norman ends up reluctantly agreeing to lie to Emma as saying that they'll escape with everyone, but not. There's a moment where he says he doesn't want to make Emma sad. Mm -hmm. And you can tell, like, you don't know if he, like, likes, likes her or just cares about her because they three have grown up since the beginning together and then you get at the end where norman's gonna leave he's got his hat on his suitcase we've seen it before looking dapper he's going to the gate he knows what's awaiting him though and emma tries to stop him she's got the crutches she goes and is going to zap his ear forcibly so he can leave because he's not going And she ends up falling. She was going to put her foot down to hurt her leg again. And he like maneuvers to where she falls over. Oh my gosh. And I'm going to cry. And then he like has an outburst with her. Like, don't do this. Like you need to think about everyone else and just send me off with a smile. Mm -hmm. And then he starts to say, I think he was going to say, because I love you. Yeah. And he doesn't say the love and I will, you couldn't give me it. No. I know that they're only 11, but still. But you see that it was perfect. It was so sad. They got you good. And then Norman leaves and I was, and they walk. So you see Norman, mama walks him to the gate and goes into this room. And I really wanted it to be where maybe he didn't die. Yeah. But you know, it is. It was kind of like, listen, every time I've thought that it's not working, it's going to happen. And nope. That was the, I think that that was, that was hard. That was hard. And Norman, you hate to see him go, but he was such a legend of a character. Like, no, you know what? He did good. End of the day, the kids end up getting up on that wall. There's some more intense, it's a lot of clencher moments. This show. Yeah. But they end up getting across and that's the setup for season two. It's a good enough ending where they get across that big cliff because it makes it seem like the only way to get out is through a bridge. They have to run on this wall to get to a certain bridge. But then if they know that they're running, then they're going to put more security on the bridge. So mm-hmm. they blah, 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 all these different elements. But man, the, the last plan, another couple though, that was what the scene that got me was. They're starting a fire in the orphanage and Ray pours lighter fluid all over himself when he mm-hmm. did that. 
first off, think of the stench. Oh, see, I love the smell of lighter fluid. You don't love that much lighter fluid. That's like saying I love <laughs> the smell of ketchup. If you if you're on uh, an amateur yeah, right. uh, video shoot and you're using ketchup as blood, night night, you ain't using. <laughs> you're not using ketchup for at least a month because you've had your fill of the smell, and it basically. Yeah, so you're like, well, great. And they throw this match down, and then she's screaming, Ray, Ray. That was a good moment. I thought that was cool. Those last two episodes, the way that they unfold and they actually, because even right before that, Ray is in the kitchen and he's singing, or he's like humming this lullaby. And Emma's asking, what are you doing up so late? Because it's Ray's birthday the next day. And he's the next one to be. He's going to be 12. Yeah. He's the next one to go bye bye. And the best part, he's like, did Ray asks Emma, did you really give up when Norman died? And Emma has this, like, we've never seen Emma look creepy. Yeah, she had that look in her eye. That was good. But they both at the same time have this moment where they realize they've both been acting like they're depressed and they don't care. And they've actually behind the scenes been still planning their escape. Don and Gilda as the plan makers because they know that Isabella is going to be watching Emma and Ray. So they're doing all the little, even the little kids are in on it. So you find out everyone whole time the plan was actually told to everyone and all that stuff. But yeah, no, it that and ray was still going to kill himself and norman left a note for emma after he was gone emma got a huge letter from norman that he left for her saying here's the plan here's the plan that i've set up for you and ray is going to kill himself the day before he leaves so she already knew and she ends up thwarting it and um have and the most sad part is actually all the kids knew what was happening to, to the Norman. children when Norman left, which was just a pit in my stomach because there's then, a cute little blonde girl who's crying. She's a redhead. Get out of here with that. Oh, she was red. Oh, I'm she was redhead. Sure she there was. was a couple other blonde girls. Don't act like you don't see redheads. There's people too. <laughs> I love redheads. They're really cute. I wish <laughs> I, mean, I was Emma's one. a redhead too. <laughs> she's the main character. Oh, yeah, so. true. Um... All but her yeah. little hair popping up whenever she would I, see Norman in the yes. sick wing. Oh, I cute. love that. Um, yeah, that flashback of that when Norman's sick and she keeps coming in and Mama is pissed. She's like, yeah. stay out of here. That's when everyone was so innocent and knew that. Didn't know that they were going to get eaten. So, yeah, I mean, the show's good. The show's good. It's a good thriller. If you just listen to all this. And, and didn't watch it. Oh my gosh, we say this every Rip. time. Rip, but still, I would, I'd watch it. Just, you know, watch all the pieces fall into place. And it's got a good. Because there's so many details that obviously we're not going to cover because we'd butcher them, but. I think we butcher them anyways. That's so true. Maybe that's just it. You can still watch the show. We may have gotten all this wrong. Don't trust <laughs> us. Don't trust our opinion. Yeah. So. End of the day. Yeah. Counting down until January. January. Mm Mm-hmm. When season two comes out. Is that when it's for sure coming out? I'm pretty sure that's what I read. There was a delay. I think it was supposed to come out this year, but it was delayed. And I think I read January. I'm so ready for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. So uh, 
we need to keep these episodes, these 12 episode shows are, are ripping. I very much enjoy that. We're going to be starting Tokyo Ghoul soon. We've fallen off the horse of One Piece. I'm not very happy about that. It's so long. It doesn't matter. We it's, It only gets shorter the more we watch. That's so true. But yeah. then they keep adding episodes. Exactly. We so aren't to, we technically just standing in place? If we watch <laughs> two a week, no. We're technically taking a toe. Our, our big toe is acting like a snail and just skirting us a little bit. But speaking of Tokyo Ghoul, now that is a show I have wanted to watch for a long time. Now, careful with that, though. What's talking loud? No, with getting that excited about a show. If you put something up on the ceiling, you're never going to. But that's what I did for Promised Neverland. I was just as hyped to watch that. You didn't know anything about it. And I don't know. I only have seen a trailer for Tokyo Ghoul. And listen. Top rated, okay. I'll pull it up on my anime list. You can find one comment just absolutely shredding that show, I'm sure, because of the way anime is, but yeah. Yep, 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 yep. That's Promised Neverland. We'll, of course, uh, be just trucking forward and trying to get more shows under the belt so we can recommend them for you guys. And we thank you for listening, as you know we do. Anything to say to them? No, I'm just always appreciative that they listen to us ramble because we're not always the most articulate Uh, never (laughs) i'm never articulate i say a lot of the same words i need to get more verbose i need to up my vocabulary nice word thank you i that was like a four out of ten word Eh, you don't you haven't we need to play scrabble oh yeah that'd be good and read the dictionary Okay, you can do that. I'm not doing any of that. Guys, check the show out if you haven't. Check out our Instagram if you haven't. DM us shows that you recommend to us on Instagram or tweet at us. And get caught up on this before January because if Danielle's right here, season two might be off to a good start. Mm -hmm. I think it's worth it. And that's it. I'm done. I'm done too. Oh, okay, perfect. I was going to ask, but <laughs> by staring at you until you answered, I guess that works too. Well, then we got to just tell them that if we think about it, we can go ahead and tell them, the people that are listening here, and you can tell her them once you're done doing that. Tell them that I say goodbye as well. Tom says goodbye, and I say goodbye. Bye, guys. Thank you. <laughs>